What's up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another Review Point podcast coming to you from fanboysanonymous.com. I'm your host, as always, Tony Mango, and my target to review for this edition is the latest installment of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is Captain Marvel. So if you are unfamiliar with what the review point is, it's pretty simple, not too complicated. Essentially, I'm just going to be breaking down my thoughts about the movie. I just got done seeing it not that long ago, so it's all fresh in my mind, and this is the first time I'm seeing it, of course, so maybe my opinion changes a little bit down in the future, positive or negative. But I'll be talking about what I liked, what I didn't like. They are hereby referred to as the hits and the misses. And uh, just essentially going down the list of anything that I can think of and giving you my thoughts. So... Before we get started, there are two sections to this. One of this is going to be the non-spoiler review, and then after that, we're going to get into the spoiler territory. So before we get into that, I will give you a little bit of a warning just to, you know, make sure if you don't want to know the spoilers and stuff. But actually, before we get into anything at all, I need to preface this with something else, and that is I kind of feel like I'm damned if I do, and I, I'm damned if I don't with this movie. I... I feel like there's attacks from both sides with a lot of people that have political agendas with this, and that's for or against, too. For instance, I feel like if I say something positive about this movie, then there's going to be people that jump down my throat and say, well, I'm just pandering, and, you know, I'm some social justice warrior type or something. And then I also feel like if I say something negative about this movie, that people are going to say, well, you're just being sexist, and apparently you don't like it when there's a woman lead, which is neither of them are true. I'm not pandering, and I am certainly not sexist. So if you're the type of person who believes in either of those two extremes, can you kindly fuck off, <laughs> essentially? Because what I am trying to do here is the way that I approach everything, whether it's the pro wrestling side of things on Smart Out Moment, or if it is a movie... I want to look at the fundamentals. I want to look at things separate from whatever biases that I do or don't have because I think that both extremes are absolutely stupid. And I want to just approach it from, I guess, like the baseline, how would I want this to be reviewed if I were the people making it? So that is where I'm coming from from here. I'm not some... Uh, some Marvel fanboy who would hate on the DC thing if you're the type of thing, uh, people that think that kind of stuff. I'm also not the type of person that's a total DC mark if I don't like something about this movie because there are things that I like and there's things that I don't like. So if you think that you're going to be the type of person that jumps down my throat about either of those, I'm probably just going to delete your comments. So getting that out of the way, let me get into the non-spoiler section for this and just give you a general breakdown of my thoughts on the movie. I was a little bit underwhelmed. This is not going to be one of my favorite MCU movies. It already isn't one of my favorites, and I don't think this is going to be one of those that gets stronger in future viewings. I mean, some of them do. Like, for instance, Iron Man 2 is something that a lot of people crap on, and I feel like it's justified in a lot of ways, but at the same time, now that we know where the MCU was leading, I understand some of the decisions that they make a little bit more. And there's still some stupid stuff about it, uh, Iron Man 2, like the whole like bird thing. But I think it's a better movie than when I thought that I it was when I originally saw it. I don't think that that's necessarily going to be the case with this one. It might be. And if that is, then that's awesome because I want all these movies to be amazing. But I did feel underwhelmed. And that's not to say that this is a bad movie either, because it's certainly not a bad movie. It's perfectly fine. It's just that it's fine. And there are decisions in this movie that I thought were poorly done, 
for the sake of just doing it. And some of them that I just, I, yeah, it didn't really land for me the way that it was supposed to land and some other kind of things like that. So we'll get more into that with the spoiler section. But basically my takeaway from this movie was, I don't know if this was the right time to do it. Like between Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame, I, this feels to me like this should have been a phase two movie. And by that, I mean, we're getting introduced to a character that's introducing another side of the MCU to us that, honestly, I feel like we already have seen from other movies and stuff. So, you know, I, I don't get that kind of like, ooh, this is different kind of feel to it. I just get this overwhelming, like, I've seen this before type of feeling. Uh, I will say one thing that I'll go into further detail a little bit later on, but there was absolutely no reason that this movie took place in the 90s. And that is a fundamental problem that I think that the movie has going on that really is annoying. And the more that I think about it, the more annoyed I get. And uh, casting-wise, I thought that everybody did a good enough job. That was fine. Uh, Acting-wise, same old thing. You know, obviously the casting is part of that process. Visuals are great. There's a couple spots where she is flying that she doesn't look hundred percent real and the CGI is a little bit wonky, but that's the same with all these movies for the most part. You know, sometimes you can look at Iron Man and you're like, all right, he's clearly wearing not the Iron Man suit. Or sometimes you can look at Spider-Man and he looks like CGI or shit. The Black Panther fight, that was pure CGI and that, that didn't hold up all that well. So you kind of expect that with some of these MCU movies is, the 100% success rate is not going to happen. We, as far as characters go, I think we were shortchanged a little bit when it came to a couple different people, particularly Coulson, and I would have liked to have seen more with uh, Maria Marimbo. I also feel like some of the other characters that were the supporting people are not even names to me. Like, I can't even tell you who some of them were. I know that Minerva was one and I know that Jan Rog was one. And I mostly only know Jan Rog because I had followed this whole, like who's Jude law playing in this movie and stuff. But for instance, I'm looking at the last, uh, the list right now, Bron Char and at last, I don't remember them saying there's names at all in this movie. So they're kind of just like, they can fuck off. It, it's nothing all that interesting. Uh, I want to get into the spoiler section. Uh, it's sort of a movie that I would, I'm going to recommend it to people under the context that if you've seen all the other MCU movies, you have to see this obviously, because it's just a part of the series. It's like not watching an episode of a TV show. You just, you, you should got to watch it. But I also wouldn't recommend it if somebody is just going to go movie by movie and be like, well, I'm only going to watch the ones that I'm really going to be super into. I don't think that this is one really has all that much to offer. I feel like the movie doesn't really offer anything to the MCU. Like there was no takeaway from this that I feel like they contributed all that much. When you watch Iron Man, that's the start of everything. When you watch Incredible Hulk, that doesn't really contribute all that much either. And that's maybe why they just didn't do anything more of the Incredible Hulk and they didn't try to push Universal and kind of like, you know, make some more. Thor, though, Thor brings a whole new aspect to these movies. And Captain America brings kind of a sense of history and it brings 
some backstory and you know whenever they do these kind of movies guardians of the galaxy brought the cosmos and brought more humor into the mix ant-man brought the quantum realm i don't feel like this really contributed all that much uh god you know what at this point let me just say for the non-spoiler section it's a meh so from now this point on spoilers if you don't want to know the spoilers come back at a later point after you've seen the movie but I need to break down things in a more specific way. So let's go character-wise. Carol Danvers, Brie Larson's character, obviously the main character of the movie and all that. No problems really with her, yet I feel like I was supposed to like her more at the end of this than I actually did. Like if she is going to be one of these go-to people that are going to be like the head of the Avengers going forward, which I kind of assume is going to be the case... I don't feel like I really can get behind her the same way that I got behind some of the other people. I, like if you take out Tony Stark and uh, Captain America and Thor and Black Widow and, you know, all the originals and some of the other people too, if you take them out of the mix and you say, well, Carol Danvers, she's the one that's going forward. She's going to be your main one. I'm going to feel like it's a little bit hollow because her character is really kind of a response to other people and not necessarily 100% a full-on character. Like, what are her traits? Is she funny? Not really. Is she particularly smart? Well, she's smart, but she's not, like, the smart one. Is she kind of a jerk, like Doctor Strange? No. No, she's pretty much just, like, a good person. Is she so much of a good person that that's her main character trait, like it is with Captain America? Not really. She's sort of just a template that doesn't have a lot of bullet points to it. So I want them to really flesh out Carol Danvers in the future and give her a lot more to go with. I feel like she was hollow in this. Nick Fury, I don't think that they made some of the right choices about Fury in this. Uh, One of them being, again, this is the spoiler section, the whole idea that he got his eye scratched out by just picking up the cat is really stupid. I know that the joke is supposed to be like, oh, you know, this badass Nick Fury doesn't have a real, you know, badass moment to to attribute to this kind of thing, but does everything need to be a joke, you know? Like, couldn't it have been that they teased that throughout the movie and then something actually did happen that was kind of badass? Like, maybe Nick Fury helped save some people at the end and that's kind of how this happened? I would have rather done that because at the bottom line, even though these movies are, you know, entertainment and fun is entertainment and comedy is fun and that's entertainment and you can kind of go down that rabbit hole, we're supposed to be taking them seriously. And I don't like when they kind of wink and nod like that as much. So that was a mistake, I think. But Sam Jackson, he is always a treasure. So thumbs up with Sam Jackson thumbs up when it came to the CGI for him too. the de-aging that didn't seem all out of whack to me. So that's really cool. Major hit when it comes to that. Uh, let's see, let's go down the list. Uh, Coulson, the Coulson was a miss for this one. I don't think that the CGI was as good for him. And I also feel like they just put him in there for the sake of putting him in there in a way that they didn't fully capitalize on there. Like maybe we should have gotten two more scenes Obviously, I liked seeing Clark Gregg back, and I liked seeing a little bit of backstory for that, so I can't call it a miss as being like, well, they should have taken him out of the movie. No, it was good that they put him in there, but I feel like they didn't do it as well as they could have and that they should have. 
So maybe I shouldn't constitute it a miss because I still liked what they had in there. It's a hit, but it's just a very minor one where it could have been a big one. I mentioned before the supporting characters on a lot of these sides of things, they were just nothing. Atlas and Minerva and what was the other one? I don't even remember the other one. I have the list in front of me. Bronchar, complete misses. They have no personality to them. They're just blue people for the sake of being there. So that, ugh, no. I thought Ronan was kind of cool that they incorporated him in there as being like, you know, the kind of, uh, the dude that's a little too trigger happy, which that goes with the whole thing like that. So I like that. That was a hit. Korath was kind of fun. He's just another guy. So he's not really a strong hit, but it was kind of neat that they threw him in there. So I like that. Yanrog. I mean, you put Jude Law into this movie and you know, he's not just going to be a nobody. So you got to assume that he's going to be the villain. And when they do the whole like, oh, look at that. He's the villain. It's like, yeah, I know. I'm trained enough by now to know this. And he's really not all that impressive of a villain. He's not going to go down on anybody's list as being something that they really are super into. So Jan Rog, he's a miss. Maria Rambeau, uh, she's fine. I would have maybe liked to have seen a little bit more of the camaraderie that kind of like set that up. It was more so they told me that they were sisters instead of showing me, not sister sisters, but you know what I mean? Like that they might as well have been sisters. It just didn't come across like that to me. It came across more like, hey, these are the two that have this relationship. Can you just like skip past this instead of, you know, show, don't tell that kind of a thing. Uh, her daughter, Monica, she was cute. She served her purpose. She wasn't annoying like a lot of kids are. So she was a hit. And if they continue that going forward, because they're probably going to, because there's this like 30 year gap for no fucking reason. Uh, then I'm assuming that Monica in the future is going to be the one that's like tagging along with her and they're going to be like, you know, new types of sisters and stuff like that. Um, with the Annette Benning, she's the supreme intelligence and they incorporated in a way that you see whoever you respect the most. And the person that she respects the most is somebody named Wendy Lawson, who is a doctor who is also Marvell. And this is one of the things that annoyed me about the movie. Captain Marvel started out as Marvel, and it's this guy and whatever. And then they had Ms. Marvel, and then they decided to eventually say, you know what, let's go with the female character because she's the one that's more popular, and it would be better to have, you know, more female superheroes in the more prominence and all that. And I'm totally cool with that. Like, to me, if they would have said that they were doing a Captain Marvel movie and they would have done it with Marvel, then I would have been annoyed because Carol Danvers is the one that's like, she's the bigger deal. But why did we need to make Wendy Lawson a thing? Why couldn't it have been that Captain Marvel, uh, the Captain Marvel, I should say, why couldn't that have been a guy? Like he was in the comics. Like she couldn't have looked up to a guy for that. Like it, it had to be another woman just for like the girl power type of thing. It's just one of those things that kind of got into my skin, under my skin a little bit, because I know the reason why they did it was specifically for a political reason and not for storytelling. And I felt like that in a lot of different ways about this movie. Thankfully, they didn't like 
beat you over the head with the whole like girl power type of thing. They did it in a couple spots and I actually was like happy that they did it in certain spots. Like I liked that one of the songs at the end when she's fighting is the, I'm just a girl, whatever like that, because she is just a human. And it's kind of like that. I know that they did it more so for the whole, wouldn't that be like a good anthem for, you know, girl power kind of thing and stuff. But I liked that part. And I liked that there wasn't any part in this movie where they tried to make it seem like she was actually inferior because she was a woman, because that would have been absolutely ridiculous if they would have done that, because anybody who's got a reasonable brain knows that men and women are equal. So if you're the type of person that, like, would have wanted a part in this movie where she would have been like, I don't know, like, oh, you're the weakest or something like that, it would have been like, well why like why spread that hate kind of thing i don't know you know we're getting into a whole political thing like that but yeah it, it was essentially i i liked that they had those couple of girl power types of moments because this is an important movie when it comes to that i mean i'm pretty sure that every movie that comes out like that everybody says is so super important for every certain particular reason but yes there are going to be some little girls that see this movie and captain marvel is going to be something that shapes their future it's going to be something that makes them think that they can do whatever you know they set their minds to so you needed to have that in this kind of movie just like you needed to have it in wonder woman which is by the way an overrated movie but that's a different story um you need to have that in these kind of things and black panther for instance for that community that was a big deal for them and eventually when we have the first openly gay uh superhero that's in the lead like um what is supposed to be happening with the uh, the eternals that's going to hit people too and it's you know the more that you normalize things and show people that it's not just you know you have to fit a certain mold to be able to be the superhero or something like that it's important so no argument on my end when it comes to that but i do find it a little bit annoying when movies kind of give and tv shows too give me the impression that that was their one and only goal for the movie and i feel like that's what it is with captain marvel i feel like if you take out the fact that the lead is the woman and that they have that kind of uh an ambition for it you get a movie that people would be thinking is bland so that's where i call it a bland movie i honestly think if you had just you know you take the same exact template of a movie and you replace Carol Danvers in the lead with the regular Captain Marvel, and he's a guy, people will go, oh, this was kind of blah. So keep that in mind when you are reviewing this too. Don't fall into the spell of being like, well, this is so much better because it says something about female empowerment, or because it says something about that, that it makes it worse. It's just what it is you know uh so one of the problems that i had with this movie one of the misses probably the biggest miss that i have with this is i feel like a lot of the movie was done with the intention of wouldn't it be neat if blank for instance wouldn't it be neat if this took place in the 90s because it doesn't need to be there's absolutely nothing in this movie that requires it to take place in the 90s and I'm going to already, you know, dissect a lot of this. For instance, the Tesseract. They say at the, big, uh, at the end of Captain America, they get the Tesseract. So the Tesseract is on Earth. 
And the Tesseract then is what they were testing when uh, Lawson, Wendy Lawson, what she used to create the ability to use, you know, that type of ship and stuff like that. But then the end of this movie, they just say, well, why don't you just keep it on Earth? So it wasn't like we needed to explain how we got the Tesseract there because the Tesseract has been on Earth since, you know, the first Captain America movie because, hell, it was in there with World War II. So that means, no, you didn't need to go back in time to do that. Did you need to go back in time and say that Nick Fury had some kind of a relationship with Captain Marvel in the 90s? No. You just needed to have that Nick Fury had some kind of an interaction with Captain Marvel beforehand, before he clicks on that button in Infinity War. That's all you needed is right before that. It could have been literally the day before. You know, it's just one of those things that it didn't need to be the 90s because, and I know you're going to say, well, because it was a pager. Well, why did it need to be a pager? It needed to be a pager because they wanted to do this in the 90s. That's how they backtracked it. It wasn't because this needed to be a 90s movie. Now, are you going to say, well, you needed it to be the 90s because you need to have Maria Rambeau and Monica Rambeau? Do you really need to? Couldn't you have just had Maria or Monica? That is another thing that it's manufactured because they wanted it to be the 90s. Did you need to go back in time and see young Nick Fury and young Coulson? No, because it was assumed that those two had some kind of a bond leading up to the first Avengers and everything. So you didn't need to have that and you didn't really get much of it anyway. Did you need to see Ronan being Ronan? No. Did you need to see... Korath before he went along with Ronan. No, you just assume these things. You didn't need to see it and they didn't dwell on it all that much. Did you need to have this lingering doubt of how did Nick Fury just not call her when the first Avengers was happening? Well, now you do because it was the 90s. So this is where the problem is. They did the 90s because they thought it would be neat to do it in the 90s. And then They didn't do much in the 90s. There's really nothing that's in this movie that's in the 90s that serves a purpose of being in the 90s. They could have used the music from the 90s perfectly fine, and nobody would have thought anything of it really, except for, oh, you really like some 90s songs. You didn't need to have her fall into a blockbuster because that served no purpose in the movie. You didn't need to have her uh, looking through papers instead of looking through the online stuff or the, you know... I'll give it a hit when it comes to like the jokes of they're on the computer and it's taken a long time to load and all that. But other than the fact that those were funny jokes in the context of this movie, in the context of the MCU, the 90s stuff doesn't work. So that's a big, big miss for me. Um, what else we got here? A uh, big, big hit for me is Stanley. With Stanley coming out there and they did this whole thing at the beginning of it where all of the intro was replaced with Stanley. People liked that a lot. The little thank you, Stan. And his cameo with him reading the Mallrat script. I like that quite a bit. So that was a big, big hit for me. Um, let's go to... Let's go to the miss uh, here. I, I don't like the idea that um, she's the reason that they call that the Avengers initiative... Because why? Is that just another one of those? Wouldn't it be neat if she was the Avenger name? I don't know. Uh, big miss for me, though. Why are the scrolls good? <laughs> uh, I get that, like, 
the Kree are not great, but correct me if I'm wrong, hasn't the comics essentially always been like the Kree and the Scroll are locked in a war? There are bad people on both sides. Scrolls are pretty much always awful. The Kree have some good people, but a lot of bad people too. Isn't that kind of how this relationship works? And instead they make it to where it was almost just the scrolls are good and that's the end of it. I didn't like that. Didn't like that at all. So that was a miss and I'm drawing a blank on what else that I would really need to say. Uh, yeah. Um, cat's a cat. I'm more of a dog person. <laughs> Maybe I could say that, but essentially just to reiterate some of the points that I had said before and kind of wrap them up. This is a movie that I feel like it would have been much better if better people would have worked on the movie and it's a fine movie. It's just not the best for the MCU and it's not the worst on the MCU either. Like Thor, the dark world world is still my very bottom for the MCU, but maybe this is like the fourth worst or the third worst to me because it's just kind of blah. Like again, the nineties thing continuity wise it's just stupid and as a filmmaker i would think that they would be like well we're doing this for the sake of it kind of like you know what it reminded me of let me get a side tangent on this it reminds me of how the x-men movies are going where the x-men movies are saying it doesn't matter what's happening with the continuity let's just do an 80s and a 70s and a 60s and a 90s and a 2000s and a whatever that's what it feels like for me that they wanted to make a 90s movie and then that's what they framed this around as opposed to that they were working on the movie and thought that it could work better if it was set in the nineties. So yeah, that's a hit. Uh, that's a miss. I should say not a hit totally reverse uh, of a hit. And I am not won over yet from Carol Danvers as a character. I feel like I need to see more from her that separates her from just being what she was in this movie and under other people that are better I think that she'll be fleshed out a little bit more and, and that'll be better too. But if we get the same team to come back and to make the whatever the next movie is, Captain Marvel 2 or whatever you want to call it, I don't think it's going to be all that great. So yeah, uh, this is the type of movie that I will say is very bottom of the barrel, okay, good kind of a thing. Not all that impressive. I feel like it should have been in the phase two and it would have worked better then. And if it was not in the 90s, if this was even if this was set during Civil War and that's why we didn't get a lot of these kind of things, I think that that would have worked out better, too. So uh, not the right time to release it, not the right decade to put the movie inside and some problems here and there. But overall, it was fine. So it's a hit more than it is a miss. It's just not a very emphatic hit. That's my kind of thought. That's my takeaway. But I want to know what you guys have to say about this movie. So drop a comment below. Tell me what you think. And while you're doing that, make sure that you hit that subscribe button and ring that little bell to check off the notification alert and, you know, get notifications. That's how it works. Also, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Go to the Patreon if you have some spare change and you want to help keep the channel going and promote some other ideas for the future because... The more funds that I have, the more time, blah, 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 the more time I can dedicate to this. 
and do some fun things like I used to be able to do, but nowadays it's pretty much just review points. There's also the Tee Public and Redbubble shops if you want to pick up some merchandise. And you can follow whatever else is happening on fanboysanonymous.com over there. And that's pretty much all that I got to say. So thank you again for listening to this. Thank you for all your support. And I will see you during the next one. But for now, it's time for me to geek out. Thank you.